You are now listening to Rodney's Reports. Episode 17 of Rodney's Reports is here. Um, here with Derek. He was supposed to be on episode 16, um, but some unfortunate things happened. Um, you know, God was looking out for me. I made some suspect predictions. Uh, and we, couldn't, we couldn't have that out in the public, uh, so so we just scrapped that. We just scrapped that by you know by divine intervention. Just just scrapped that. So we're here, but we're here now. Um, yeah, obviously, what's up? Yep. What's up, it's Derek? Yep. Um, what is Follow this, me the on Twitter one? at d x r r i c k. Is that is that the professional one or the real one? Um, they're both professional now, but oh. you can also follow me on my professional account at d x r r i c k i v. What's the, and, point, yeah. what's the point of having two professional accounts? Uh, the professional one is the professional one for my job. The unserious one is the old one of all my college tweets. It's just slowly getting more professional, just naturally, uh, because I'm maturing as a young adult. Okay. Is that, is that uh, what you told your employer? One day they might miss, but... Is that, is that what you told hey, your employer? Man, your this employer? podcast is a little bit too personal now. <laughs> Yeah, we're supposed to be talking about sports, not my, not my, uh, my Twitter. Hey, look, you shout out your Twitter. So that's what we're talking about. Your Twitter. <laughs> so into sports. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So what we're supposed to do last episode, we're going to do this episode, is get out some midseason awards for the NBA. Uh, it's a little past the midway point here, uh, but it's close enough to the middle to where you know this is still relevant. Anything uh, before All Star break is considered middle of the season in my mind. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, you know, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I kind of want to skip over Rookie of the Year. So you already know Joel, Joel Embiid's got that. Uh, Six-man, most improved coach. I think those are the other five. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're going to start a little... Uh, what's, actually, I don't even know. Where do, where do you want to start? I don't even know where, where we should start. Uh, are we going to start with, like, the uh, hot takes? Or are we going to start with the... Um... Nah, we need those fuego, fuego, fuego takes. Fuego takes. Let's, let's hear them. All right, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with uh, Coach of the Year. All right. And um, I'm going to give it to Luke Walton. Oh, jeez. I did not think. Wow. I said I said Lego takes, Luke. not stupid takes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, uh, I'm going to give it to Luke Walton because. Um, the team with, nah, the, with the second worst record in the league? <laughs> nah. nah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the Lakers are at, I believe we have Seventeen? Why do I be at sixteen? 16 I, I forgot 17. the number. I don't know. That's more than last uh, year, though. So and that was that was as many as we had last year. We won seventeen. So I mean, you know, Congrats. halfway through the season, we're gonna double it. Congrats! So we should give it to the Sixers. Coach, then, right? You said what? So based on that logic, we should give it to the Sixers coach. Well, I can't. I, you <laughs> definitely proved my logic. Uh, <laughs> I mean, based right. on that logic, we need to give it to the Sixers coach. And I do trust the process, so I'm... So, so is your serious pick Luke Walton? Your serious pick is Luke Walton? Huh? Your, your, seri- your serious pick is Luke Walton. That's what you're no, telling no, me right no. now. No, no. My, my serious pick is, uh... Yeah, Mike D'Antoni. Um, I know when we did this pick, like, we did this about two weeks ago, they were a little hotter. Be- between Mike D'Antoni and... Scotty Brooks. Scott Brooks? Yeah. Uh, oh, who's... I know that's kind of, that's kind of like a fair weather, like heat of the moment type of thing. Scott yeah. Brooks. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't even know how much credit I'm gonna give Scott Brooks for the Wizards being good. I don't know how much credit he actually deserves. I can't argue that logic, but I mean, like, I don't know, like, what he's um, actually doing. I just feel like they're they definitely go ahead. Well, I'm saying, when you watch the Wizards, do you feel like? They're like running good plays. Like, uh, I, don't, I just, I feel like John Walls is kind of doing everything for them. Uh, actually, uh, I went to the Wizards Lakers game last night, and I was sitting next to a Wizards fan. And we were having a very good discussion, and he was telling me, because I, I watch a lot of Wizards basketball just for the simple fact that this is where we live, and we get all their games. Um, I probably watch more Wizards basketball than like the average other person, obviously. I'm sorry to hear but, that. <laughs> well, you probably do too. 
Mm. Or maybe not. Mm. Not really. Well, anyway, the point is, he, he was he was an actual Wizards fan, and he was just telling me that, like, he feels like John Wall, they're winning sometimes in spite of John Wall doing hero, playing hero ball sometimes. And when I watched him play the Lakers last night, I did kind of see that at times. John Wall took a lot of jump shots, and we know John Wall isn't the most efficient jump shooter, where it looked like he could have passed the ball to Bradley Bill or Otto Porter, who was open on the wing, for a few shots. Uh, but I have no... I mean, he made them, so I can't say anything bad about him. Uh, I mean, the reason I say that... But, I mean, they're winning. I mean, yeah, the reason I say they're that winning John Wall... I mean, yeah, the, I mean, but, like I said, the reason I thought, or the reason I said that about John Wall is because, I mean, he's the only guy on the team who can create anything for anyone else other than himself. Like, he's the only guy really distributing consistently. Sounds like LeBron James. Oh, yeah, the playmaker? Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to LeBron and his playmaker. The Wizards need a playmaker. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think, well, John Wall, the Wizards need a, a, a finisher, if any, if you ask me. The Wizards but, need anyone um, on their bench. They have a good starting five. I like their starting five a lot, actually. Their bench. Yeah, they do need a bench. It was funny because me and the guy were talking, and I was like, "This guy he was asking me what I thought about." Nah, I didn't get the guy. He was an older gentleman. Uh-huh. He was this guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was talking, and I, he was asking me what I thought about the Lakers, and I told him how I think maybe we should move Lou Williams and uh, Nick Young. And I told him, like, actually, maybe you guys should look at one of them because you guys don't have any type of scoring off your bench. Right. He was like, yeah. So, but um, the only reason I say Scotty Brooks is they're not, they don't seem to be winning in spite of him. It's not like they're just like, oh, Scotty's terrible, but they're still winning. I mean, he looks like he has some type of control of the team. So, yeah, I mean, and really, they started that's off the only really other person bad. I can think of. Yeah, they started off really bad and they've gotten a lot better. Um, so I guess, you know, that's some of that is, is coaching for sure. Um, or maybe you could say the coach of the Jazz. Yeah, Quinn, Quinn Snyder. I was just going to yeah. say uh, Quinn Snyder. Uh, or Brad Stevens. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. But, but at the end of the day, you know Steve Kerr's going to get it because the Warriors are going to win 70 games. Uh, like, I well... Maybe. I don't know. I think I feel like Mike D'Antoni was the front runner when we did this podcast two weeks ago. Uh, but things have changed in two weeks. Yeah, well yeah. I, I think I think I think Steve Kerr is going to get it just because he's the coach on the best team, at least regular season wise, because these are all regular season awards. So I feel like he is gonna get it. Um, so I guess that would be my pick. But in strong consideration would be Brad Stevens and Quinn Snyder for the Jazz coach. That's my that's my top three right there. Okay. All right. So we'll just uh, most improved player. Um. Mm, go. For, you go first. I I I asked the questions here, buddy. Hey man, <laughs> I answered the last question first. <laughs> hey hey hey, this isn't a democracy. I don't need. I don't want you cheating off my answer. Who did I say last time we did this? And I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know if you had an answer for this. I did have an answer. You gotta go first. My answer is Jabari Parker. Ah, uh, you did say Jabari Parker. Yeah. Um, most improved player. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a person for this award, honestly. I honestly, I remember I brought up Nick Young just because he like definitely improved his stock. Yeah, that's true. But, I don't even know uh, if he improves. It's more so he just tries harder okay. now. Listen, the dude was uh, a contract sign away from China in the offseason. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, but it's not like – if you look at him, it's not like – at least I don't feel like his skill got better. I just feel like he's oh, no, more no, no. focused. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the thing. I'm, I'm just saying he actually – he's playing like – I guess it's how you can take the award. Do you mean the person who actually gained and proved, or are you talking about the guy who just, you know, like actually – Maybe played up to his potential. Not gonna win it. Obviously, I watch a lot of Lakers basketball, so like I've been very impressed with what he's been doing. But uh, I can't argue against Jabari Parker, and I'm not gonna sit here and make a, a super argument for Nick Young because. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I know. I, Nick Young is kind of a dark horse. They're, they're uh, yeah, off the top of my head, I can't really think of too many people who have really just been, like, who just come out of nowhere, you know what I mean? Yeah, I can't think of anybody. Like, it's, yeah. it's been nobody that I, uh... Like, last year, CJ McCollum went from, like... Could name. From not even playing to, you know, they put him in a starting lineup and he's scoring 20. I, I mean... Uh, Gordon in Houston? Eric Gordon? I mean, I don't... Yeah. I mean, but that's that's a six-man of the year. Going to a six-man. Great segue into six-man. That's a he's the yeah, consistent yeah. six man. He's the six man of the year. The uh, Jamal Crawford. Award. Yeah, that is kind of the Jamal Crawford award. But... <laughs> Jamal Crawford, honorary six man of the year. Yeah, but he doesn't. He didn't. He didn't even deserve it last year, so he better not get it this year. I don't think anybody knows any six other six men, so they just pencil in. <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah, it's like okay, we like no one else is really doing good. to just give it to like he's just the default winner at this point. Yeah, I mean. And nobody even argues. Yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, he's been there for so long. And honestly, if the Lakers were better, I'd give it to Lou Williams. Yeah, yeah, I remember I said that, too. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, he's not. Yeah, we don't, we don't it, get... It's sad, though, that we have to say that they're not doing better. Cause, I mean, if they were doing better. Because, I mean, you directly should get it just based off of your performance off the bench. I mean, no matter what, I, I but, would still uh, say Eric Gordon. But I'm saying I would give Lou Williams stronger consideration. Like, yeah. like if I was voting, he would. I would. I would probably still give my second place vote to Lou Williams, regardless of record. I would still give my second place vote to Lou Williams. Okay. But the gap, the gap is is far right now. Because it's, I mean, <laughs> the gap's far. It's easy. I, I give less respect to people who score points on bad teams, because it gets to the point where, like, you know, somebody's got to score. Except for. Like, it's the fact that somebody has to score, but, like, it's not like he's just hoisting up shots after shot. After well, yeah, shot. yeah. It's not like, like he's necessarily chucking, but it's just, like, he can kind of do yeah. what he wants. He, he can, but I think if you if you watch some of the games, you'll be like, all right, it's it's not just because actually a little bit more efficient than just the guy on the, has 20 Where'd those 20 points go? And then you're like, well, he played on a bad team, so literally anybody, just just whoever was the best out of four crappy players. Um, it's it's pretty much M for to lose at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Really just Houston's trio to lose at this point. Their trio? What trio are you talking about? Oh, you're talking about the whole oh MVP, Coach of the Year, and I thought you were talking about a trio for six man of the year. I was like... Their bench, their bench isn't that good. No, but you talking about the trail of the awards, yeah, yeah. They've been the yeah. they've been the surprise team of this first half. So I mean that makes sense. Yeah, they're kind of regressing towards the mean though uh, at this point. Yeah, a little bit. For a second, I was I was concerned that they would catch us for the two seed to Spurs, but that's not going to happen. Nah, that's definitely not going to happen. All right. So we got all the crappy awards out of the way. I'm not even going to speak on rookie year. Speaking of rookie year, the only thing I'll say about rookie year is that you said Buddy Hill was going to win this. Uh, yes, I did, and you're going to throw my bad pick out there, so I can't wait five seconds of football talk so I can throw your pick under the bus. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but um, L- little do you I know, think... we're we're putting football to the end, so I can just edit it out. <laughs> I think uh, I explained this as I just thought Buddy Hill well first of all I didn't I forgot Joel B was even like considered so you know I had to throw that away but I remember saying that I think Buddy Hill is just going to get the most opportunities like literally so I was like if he gets the most opportunities like I just have to go with him because out of all the other rookies I was like well uh Brandon I mean uh, Ben Simmons is hurt you know, so I was just like, well, well, Buddy Hill's going to get the most chances, so I just, like, I guess I have to go with him. But, yeah, yeah that was, I'll completely cop to that, you know. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to the old the old podcast and pull, pull the sound, get a direct quote. Hey, you can do what you want to do, man. <laughs> nah, I thought, yeah, I mean, I, I could kind of, I saw, I, I could kind of see the logic just because, like you said, there weren't really a bunch of rookies who were, one, even getting a lot of playing time to begin with. 
and to, I watched those summer league games and like one of the preseason games and like I should say preseason more so. Uh, like he was shooting, so I just assumed in the regular season he would get the shots too. Like it wasn't like everybody else wasn't shooting. Like Brandon uh, Ingram, not that I even thought he was going to win Rookie of the Year, but he wasn't getting shots. Ben Simmons, of course, wasn't playing. I didn't have Jalen Brown winning Rookie of the Year. Uh, Cuz in Minnesota, like Chris Brown. I didn't have him winning. So yeah. yeah, I just was just like, who else do I have to pick from? Yeah, and like I said, I didn't know Embiid was even. I forgot Embiid was even on the uh, on the ballot and to win that award. Honestly, yeah, no, nah, he was he was like the default pick. Yeah, he was. I guess I forgot about him because he hadn't played into. Like I remember, I knew he was coming back. I just forgot he was eligible for that award. It just like kind of like slipped my mind. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's always funny that. Uh, well, I guess it's not funny, but. Just the fact that he never played, and then Julius Randle played like like five minutes, five minutes. and then he he can't win the award because he played those five minutes. He comes back next year, can't can't win the award because he played those five minutes before he got hurt, the very first game. All right, so yeah. m- moving on. Hmm, MVP. Or, we're gonna go defensive player of the year. Um, defensive player of the year. Uh, I already got my pick. I think Rudy. Bear might win it. Yeah, that's my pick. Maybe my front runner right now, yeah. but in my heart, I think, uh, and I, he might not even be the best or the most important defender on his team this year. But I think Draymond Green is going to win the Lifetime Achievement Award because he's been crying about it for like three seasons now, two or three seasons, and I think they're just going to give it to him out of, of like, you know, Lifetime Achievement Award. Like, hey, you've been playing defense good for two years. Here you go. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Because, honestly, Kevin Durant's more important on that team defensively than he is. That, yeah, he's definitely protecting the basket. Uh, I remember you told me that, and I started watching him more closely. And, yeah, he definitely is really important to that team defense. Mad that Draymond's going to get it. It's not like he hasn't played good defense. Yeah it's, not like he's playing, yeah, it's not like he's playing bad D. Like, he is, like, in contention. Like, he's definitely up there. Like, I wouldn't be mad. Um, but yeah, no, I would pick, I would, I would pick Rudy Gobert, uh, just cause I think the Jazz defense is really good and he's been, he's like the consistent anchor, you know, and they really don't have like a second guy, at least around the rim. Like he's kind of doing it all by himself in terms of blocking the, blocking shots and rebounding and protecting the rim. Cause Derek Favors is, this is easily the worst year, worst year of his season or worst year of his career, excuse me, with the Jazz. He's been hurt all year and then. I think they put up. They had Boris Diaw in at power forward, and he's just—he's kind of washed. No, I, I miss Boris, but he's kind of washed. I mean, yeah. I, whenever an old player who's washed before they got to the Spurs comes to the Spurs, I know they're going to like rejuvenate themselves. But once they leave, I know they're going to be washed again. Like I know that once the Spurs give up on you, I know it's over. Well, I don't think the Spurs necessarily gave up on him. It was just like, all right, we we want we need to sign Pagasol. Um. So Boris, you just gotta, you know, you just gotta go. Like, right, don't let need me, you okay, let me let me rephrase that. Once the, once you leave the Spurs, the old player is over. Like, <laughs> whatever fountain of youth they got you drinking down there, like once they cut off the supply, because you're not wearing silver and black anymore, like it's it's all downhill from there, buddy. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't I don't even know if I get. Well, so many players just stay on the Spurs forever. It's kind of hard to have a lot of examples. Because there's a reason why they stay in the Spurs because they know once I get there, I better not leave if I'm over the age of 30. Yeah. This is the best place for me to be. Like, Probably that or like Phoenix. For whatever reason, the weirdest reason. Oh, well, yeah, maybe. I remember they had Grant Hill playing like 82 games a season after he was hurt his whole career. See, Grant Hill's a special case because I honestly think Grant Hill was, uh, I think Grant Hill just never gave his body enough time to recover. And and he had, then he had, he took a, that, that long hiatus or that seemingly long hiatus. I don't remember how long it was exactly. And then he came back and it was like, well, he hasn't played basketball in really so long. So he may be 33, but his body really may be 28. So 
or 29 or 30, whatever. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So that was uh, a time. Sad to see him. Sad to see him get injured. Right. Yeah. No. For no. For real though, he was. Yeah, he was really good. But um. Yeah, I won't, I won't have a hot take, but I, I say it on Twitter all the time. And I don't know how the podcast is going to take it. So. Go ahead. Well, you already brought it up, so now you don't have a choice. We can't move on until you say it now. You know, I'm, I'm going to say it here. Scotty Pippen overrated. I'm, I'm taking Grant if, if Grant had a healthy career. See, that's the thing with that hot take is, like, you can't even prove that to be true or, true or false. All right. Well, here's, here's <laughs> what here's what I'm going uh, to make my best argument. Uh, go look up Grant Hill's rookie numbers and then go look up um, Scotty Pippen's career high, and everything's the exact same except for Scotty Pippen averaged two more points. He averaged twenty-two points. Grant Hill averaged twenty. Yeah, I mean, but with Scotty and everybody's gonna tell me about Michael, and I and I I know, but I I just I just remember watching Scotty Pippen and thinking to myself like this guy is not as good as it, as advertised like. <laughs> But, I mean, but Scottie Pippen was more like a defensive guy anyway. So so it's safe to say that you're officially a part of the Grant Hill Hive. Nah, well, actually, I'm more a part of the Scottie Pippen's overrated Hive. That's, that's really the Hive I'm a part of. Uh, I, and I definitely don't think Scottie Pippen's one of the 50 greatest players. But, you know, I don't want to cause controversy in your podcast, so I'm just going to keep it moving. All right, I mean, we already said it. So oh, it, it's just, he's too young. And Scottie Pippen is not a 50 greatest player. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. So uh, give me your MVP pick then since you want to move on so bad. Unless you have something else. What? Unless you have something else to say about the hot take, whether you support uh, or uh, don't support my my facts. Uh, I or, mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's feel like it's, just, it's pretty circumstantial. I don't know. I don't know if you can. It's just like more opinion than anything. I'll just leave it at that. There's more opinion than anything. I mean, okay, I'll give you that. I, I think you can watch for yourself and make the determination, but I, I understand that. I mean, yeah, I mean, but, uh, I mean if, I, if I went back to the film and stuff, it's not like this happened like five years ago. Like, I mean, they were playing in the league. I was barely alive. True. Like, I'd have to really dig down deep. Like, I don't care enough about the take to really go and find the film and watch. So I'm just going to leave it at it, those opinions. Well, uh, moving on, my MVP. Uh, did we want to do MVP or like five top five power rankings? Or uh, let's just do, let's just uh, let's just keep it tra- traditional. Let's do your let's do MVP top five MVP. Top five MVP. Yeah. Oh, um, James Harden's a l- little bit ahead just because uh, more efficient and the Rockets were like kind of super hot. Uh, two weeks ago, they kind of cooled off. Yeah, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, uh, um, five, five, five people. I mean, the award is basically the best player on a very good team. Yeah, no, the the award is given to the best player on the, on the on a very good team usually. But like, if it's most valuable, then you could throw people like John Wall into the conversation. You know, just hypothetically speaking. And, you know, I don't know if John Wall really is an MVP candidate or not, but, like... He should be getting more talk than MVP, on. though. I do agree with that. Yeah, I mean... He should, he, he's getting, like, no like, talk. Like, people are saying Isaiah Thomas should be MVP, or at least in the discussion. If that's the case, then so should John Wall. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the voters going to have it. Russell, uh, uh, Harden... LeBron, KD, that's four. Uh, throw your fifth person, whoever, whoever you like. <laughs> I mean, Kawhi, obviously. How I, you, I mean, Kawhi's got to be top five. In MVP? Yeah. He won't finish second last year. Why wouldn't he be top five? I know he finished second last year. Yeah, he finished second last year. He finished ahead of LeBron last year. I mean, I'll say my top five. Right now, I'll still go James Harden, but that's slowly. He's about to lose. He's about to lose it, uh, just because Houston keeps losing. 
Uh, my second is actually Kevin Durant. Over Steph? Oh, yeah, definitely over Steph. Just because, again, defensively... Like, do you feel like he's kind of becoming more important than Steph Curry in some sense? Uh, I kind of felt like they, in the, at least in the be- in like the very beginning of the year, they were trying very hard to make him like comfortable. So they, they were really trying to focus on him. But at least as of late, and I think in the future, um, it's kind of shifting back towards Steph having the ball in his hands more and kind of being more of the focal point on offense. Um, just because Steph's more of a playmaker in terms of having the ball in his hands and being able to not only score. I mean, Kevin Durant's a better scorer, don't get me wrong. And, and to me, a better overall player than Steph. But Steph has is, is a more of a point guard, so he has kind of more of the dual threat of being able to get his teammates involved as well as score. Well, whereas if you give Kevin Durant the ball, like they had been doing in the beginning of the year, as more of a point forward, he's kind of looking to score more just because, I mean, that's just what he does. He scores. I mean, he's probably the best pure scorer in the league, so it's not like it's a bad thing. Um, but they just have so many weapons that it's kind of, I think it's better for Steph to have the ball. Um, I mean, especially when you see, you know, Golden State play Cleveland, they just knock him around every time he tries to run off those screens or whatever. They just knock him, they just knock him around. Um, so I think Kevin Durant's a little more versatile in that sense where he'll be just as effective off ball. Um, so, but to answer your question, I think at the beginning of the year, like the emphasis was definitely on Kevin Durant, but I think it's slowly going to shift back towards stuff. Okay. I think it's slowly going to shift back towards stuff. I mean, you saw like the Charlotte game. I mean, he had 11 threes. I mean, he just was, he was, I mean, he was pulling. Kate, like KD, I think he had like 16 points that game. So your so your five was uh oh yeah my five going back to the original question Harden one Kevin Durant Harden one Kevin Durant two um I'm torn between Kawhi and Westbrook at three four right here all right come on man Kawhi Leonard is is a is a higher MVP candidate this year than Russell Westbrook yes look at this team. You're gonna convince the listeners of that? What do you mean convince the listeners of that? Right now? Like just right now. Right now what? That's, what are you trying to what are you trying to what do you what what do you don't understand? <laughs> I don't I don't understand how you have Kawhi Litter over Russell Westbrook. Because they're thirty and eleven, he's the best player on the team by far. What do you mean? He's the best offensive player and best defensive player on the team. That's thirty eight and eleven. Okay. How many exactly. how many players in the NBA can you say is the best offensive player and the best defensive player on their team? How many players can you say that? Nah, probably Cleveland and uh, uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, like and maybe Kevin Durant. If you maybe Kevin Durant. If I mean, if you think he's better offensively than Steph, then maybe not. There's like there's probably like three or four players in the whole league where you could I mean, say I, there's best offensive and defensive. I feel like you're making an argument of who's better and who you want on your on your team. But I'm saying, like, most valuable to his team right now, like, and, and like, this is where I say the award gets subjective. It's just like, okay, they wouldn't be 30 and 11, but the Thunder would also be a lottery team. Like, I guarantee. Well, yeah, they'd lottery. be a lottery team. But the thing is, with Russell Westbrook's stats, is first off, he stat, he stat pads and stat hunts, especially for rebounds. Yeah. That's a fact. So I don't yes. put, I don't hold as yes. much weight into the triple double thing as a lot of people do. I mean, Stephen Adams has come out and said that he lets Russell Westbrook take rebounds from him. That he just boxes out and he doesn't how even many? jump. He just lets Russell Westbrook take him. How many though? How many? I mean, I don't know. He didn't give a number, but he said he does it. See him get about a solid six or seven. Yeah, that's what he averages for his career. Like, so that's what yeah, he. And that's then what he, he would go like super honey. So like if you're if you're gonna super hunt for three rebounds, I'm okay with that. It wasn't I mean, like he was. But that makes that a, I mean, but that makes a one that makes a big difference because even though you're hunting and only getting three rebounds, you're hunting on more than three possessions because you're not gonna get the ball every time. So it's not like it was only three possessions he was hunting for. Yeah, you could say that. So it's so he's hunting for more than 
three possessions. He might only but get three rebounds. He's also hunting for more assists. I'm not really mad with that one. I mean, yeah, the assists. I mean, if you get assists, like that's fine. I don't really. I didn't, you see, I didn't bring that up because I mean, if you're hunting for an assist versus your own basket, I mean, as long as you're scoring, you're scoring. So I don't really care about that, and I didn't really bring that up. But the rebounds thing is one. It just makes. I mean, he's getting in trouble doubles, and I mean, it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's amazing that he's averaging a triple double. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that it's not overrated because it is in terms of the, how the media plays it up, how fans play it up. I think it's, I think it's slightly overrated. And two, I, I think I'll that... I'll take a slightly overrated. Yeah, no, that's slightly overrated. Like, it's still extremely impressive. No, I'm not but I'm saying, like, I'll take, it. like, it's like, I have no problem with a guy hunting to get a slightly overrated. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. And then my other thing is just, like, defensively, he's not, he's not giving you much because he has to do so much on offense. Because he's so valuable in offense. Wait, that's fine. Yeah, and and I understand that he has to do everything. And and I'm not even saying that I'm 100% certain that I would take Kawhi over him in the MVP. Like, my original statement was that I was torn between the two at three and four. Okay. But don't, don't, don't try and come at me like, like there's no chance that Kawhi even has a shot. I... Uh... I mean, you're also the same guy who said Kawhi wasn't even going to be a star, so I know you don't like him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll pull up. Don't make me pull up the tweets. You pull up the tweets. Don't make me pull up the tweets. I know for a fact I didn't say that because I just learned how to spell Kawhi's name maybe two years ago. Wow. You, you said, you said you're, not, you're not sold on Kawhi being a star or something to that effect. I'm going to look up the tweets right now. Uh, first of all, if, if I did say that, don't pull up a tweet from his... Rookie season. It's not his rookie season. It's, it's not his rookie season. Because I know you're going to do something like that. And it was like, why would I be averaging two points? See, here you go, Sison. I, I, no, I'm saying that. What was he averaging? I think it was, I looked it up once. I think it was, it was under five. What? I'm not, I'm not being funny or anything. I, How many points Kawhi was averaging his rookie not, season? Huh? You're saying he averaged five points his rookie season. I don't remember. I, I, I think it was under five. I'm not certain. I don't know. It I was, think I'm at, come on, man. It was, I'm about to look up right now. I'm, I'm like 90%. Look it up. All right. He, it, it was his rookie season. My computer's being slow. He averaged eight. Okay. Five, eight. Cool. My point is if I said it then, I, that – I wouldn't be sold on a guy averaging eight points to say, oh, I'm sold on him being a star. Like, but I'm saying we had this conversation like two years ago. Two years ago was when 14, 15 season. That's when, when they beat. Okay. That's when they lost. The loss of the Thunder. I mean, the, yeah, the Thunder, right? Or the Warriors. They lost to but that's after he won the championship? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Won in 2014. Yeah, that was after. Yeah, that was after. I don't believe I said that there. I think that's a stretch. What's a stretch? I think me saying that at that time. And then, what were you trying to convince me of? Because you were probably trying to convince me that he was going to be this superstar at the time, and if I mean, that was not, the case, a, maybe I wasn't so... Right, he, look, he's a top five player right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now? Yeah, and I said he would be. Okay. But I'm not I'm not so that I said he wasn't a star. Now, if you told me two years ago he'd be a top five player in two seasons, maybe I question you on that. I can maybe see that one. But there's a difference between a star and a top five player. I mean, my whole, my whole thing is that at the time, the argument was, I was saying... In the future, this because Duncan was still there, I was saying we're going to be fine when Duncan retires because Kawhi is going to end up being an elite player. And you were saying, oh, I'm not sure. I think you guys are going to fall off because I don't think Kawhi can carry you guys. In 2014? Yes. I can live with myself saying that statement. Okay. Yeah. Well, not, you weren't saying anything wild. And, and, okay. and to, no, and to no, your, I, and to no, your listen, credit, at first you tried, you tried to frame me and say I was going to say something super wild. Like, no, no, no. I never said that. I never said that. My, and to your, and to your point, better. and to you, your credit, you were trying to frame me. No, and, and I'll say to your credit that most people would be on your side of that argument. I don't think many people would think that Kawhi would ever be as good as he is right now. So it's not like you're like, you know, 
dumb, like dumb or something because he thought that. Um, but you know, it is it is what it is. You know, you got I just gotta give my man his his credit where it's due. So either way, Russell. I mean, I'll I'll for right now just be, I'll say Russell's three and Kawhi's four, just for the sake of argument. Um, and then I probably just gotta put LeBron at five. Yeah, I mean LeBron's in the MVP race until he's until he gets the uh, he gets the Kobe treatment. So if he ever yeah. gets the Kobe, treatment. I mean honestly, I think Steph should probably be five and LeBron should be like six or something like that. But he's LeBron, so I'm just gonna put him at five. Um, also, just because I feel like you know the Cavs will turn it around um, and they'll end up you know winning a lot of games. They're kind of on a slight you know downturn right now, but this happens literally every January, February with them. Once yeah, it hits like March, there. he'll be Once back. Least, this is a yearly slide, so. Yeah. Once it hits March or something, he'll be back. So I got him at five right now. This is usually around the time he takes that two-week vacation. Yeah, he's not taking any vacations. He's not somewhere. So, so, yeah, since we're talking about LeBron, uh, we can talk about him needing a playmaker. Uh, <laughs> How do you feel about that? Right, do, you, do you think he's correct? Uh, I, I think he's absolutely correct. I think the Cavaliers do need a playmaker. I don't think that playmaker is Carmelo Anthony, but I think when when I heard him say playmaker, I immediately thought backup point guard. Solid backup point guard that can run an offense, play defense, hit the open shot, and hit the open man. That's all I thought of at first. Yeah, people took it and ran with it. Yeah, that's all I thought of. People, uh, I, yeah, people took it around. And then, you know, Charles Barkley came and started, you know, talking about one, did you see the conversation with Charles Barkley and Shaq? Yeah, yeah. when Shaq was going to fight him. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. We had, that on we had that on the show today. The thing about today. Charles Barkley is he was he was kind of correct in what he said. Actually, he was pretty much 100% correct. He wasn't 100% correct because he said LeBron wasn't trying to compete, and that's not true. And that's and that's where I like fundamentally disagree because he was saying because okay. he was crying, I he mean, didn't want to compete. That's I'm, not true. I'm going to play the devil's advocate, and I'm just going to say – if I was Charles Barkley, coming from like that '80s '90s vibe, it does look like LeBron James is not trying to compete. If we're assuming that LeBron that now this is where people took it and ran with it, if we're assuming that the playmaker that LeBron James was talking about was Carmelo Anthony, and he's signing off on that deal, uh, which is theoretical, and I'm not saying that's going to happen. That would kind of indicate that he's not like how many people do you need at that point to what if look if you just play look you got to think if you're lebron that's just me playing devil's advocate i know i understand but i'm just saying if you're lebron and you just and the warriors won 73 games last year and it took draymond green getting suspended bogey getting hurt along on top of the fact that you literally played the three greatest games of your life you and Kyrie each game five six and seven played the three greatest games of your life and you barely beat the warriors in seven and then the very next season, they add Kevin Durant. What's I don't if they, if he wants Carmelo, I don't even see what's the problem with that. If they went out and added Kevin Durant to a seventy-three win team, well, well, see, and, you, Kevin Durant, and you didn't add anyone on your team, why would you not? Why would you? What's wrong with him saying he wants another player? Because Kevin Durant willingly went there. This is me playing the other side. Kevin Durant willingly went there, and then I think it's LeBron's history of teaming up with Wade and Bosh. Then coming back to Cleveland, trading away Wiggins, getting Love and Kyrie, and then it's like, and you know, uh, I guess they would always have to give up Kevin Love to get Carmelo Anthony. But it's like you're going to go out and get Carmelo Anthony, who plays the same position, who who's not. It's not like Carmelo Anthony is interested in like taking a lesser role and coming off the bench and like just hitting open shots. He's still going to be Carmelo Anthony. I think people took that and was like, how many people do you really need to win a championship? I, you know, like, I could see how people would say that. I mean, I guess, uh, but my thing is just, like, if you're looking at it from LeBron's standpoint, if you're looking at it through LeBron's eyes, and you barely squeaked away with a championship last year, so you could say that you're pretty much even with the Warriors last year. You barely won. And then they go out and add Kevin Durant, and your team did nothing. You're talking to a generation, though, that, like, that just, they just didn't do that. Well, and that's why, and that's why Charles Barkley didn't have any rings. And then people are always going to say Charles Barkley teamed up with Hakeem Olajuwon and uh, um, the Rockets. And, like, dude, he was so, like, old. Like, at that point, he was his ring. It was like. Oh, yeah, he was washed. He was Carmelo Malone on the Yeah, Olympics. it was like Carmelo. Like, people always <laughs> bring it up. And that's completely different. The Ray Allen, 
uh, Boston, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce. Those are completely that they were at the point in their career where they just it's clear they weren't going to win it. They couldn't be the the main number one guy without significant help. Like they had to come together. I just don't feel like is LeBron at that point in his career where he needs another like another crowd. Like you need help. Yes, everybody needs help. Nobody's faulting him for saying I need help, but. I don't know if I'm bringing in another Carmelo Anthony to help me if I'm LeBron James. I feel like you want to beat the best, even though Carmelo Anthony is not the best and he's not even anywhere near the best or playing on the best team. But it just feels kind of like, feels kind of suckerish. And, and it, to me personally, I feel like if I'm the Warriors, the Kevin Durant, I, I'm on both sides. I think Kevin Durant going to the Warriors is kind of, you know, if he can live with himself at night, that's cool. And I'm glad he's having fun and all. And if I'm the Warriors organization, yes, I'm definitely taking him. But if I'm Kevin Durant, or I'm even if I'm Steph Curry, like I'm gonna be kind of like skeptical of like I don't wanna really want to play with you, like Kevin Durant. People forget Kevin Durant was up three one against the Warriors. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, which, like, which makes the whole thing. Yeah, I'm which not makes knocking. It, if I'm knocking LeBron James, I'm going to knock Kevin Durant too. I, I didn't think I, I wouldn't have went to the Warriors. I'd have went anywhere. I would have went to the Spurs before I went to the Warriors. I just I wouldn't go to the team that beat me that I was up three one unless it was like something wild where we were like the eighth seed and they were the one seed and was just like the thing yeah the thing with Kevin Durant it would have been different I didn't even care that he went to the Warriors like the fact that they beat him it's not even a it would have been different if it was like he carried the team like and his teammates just weren't good enough like he did everything he could but the Warriors cost him some of those but games. yeah he like he was the reason they lost those games like he was the, he had just as much to do with it as anyone else on the on the Thunder did. Listen, if he got swept, I could see him leaving and going to the Warriors. If he lost in the gentleman's sweep five, I could see him losing and going to the Warriors. My thing is, you were up three games to one. And then folded like a lawn chair. So, I just can't. I'm not joining. It's like you go to the gym, and then, like, you go with your best friend or your mans. And you, you both you both of you know you're the two best players in there. Like, I really don't want you on my team if we're playing a competitive game of 16. If I know you're the next best player, I'm the next best player to you. Like, I'd rather you play another team so some competition. Like, if we go and we're playing dudes that we don't know, then, yeah, I'll pick you up. Like, yeah, I, I don't know how good these guys are. Obviously, I want the best players on my team. But I just kind of felt like he was just, like, just jumping on. If he wins the ring this year, in my mind, it is going to be tainted. I think – I personally think – Kevin Durant going to the Warriors is way worse than LeBron going to the Heat. Oh, I think yeah. Kevin oh, Durant going, going. I think Kevin Durant going. In my mind, Kevin Durant going to the Warriors solidifies how bad LeBron going to the Heat really wasn't. Yeah, no, I can I agree with that. Because LeBron, first of all, LeBron, the Cleveland Cavaliers basically told him like. Everybody else got better, and we're just gonna we're just home. Let's just stay home. That's all they told him that offseason. And, like, he went to a team, and, yes, he joined Dwayne Wade's team, but Chris Bosh made a willing choice to go there. You know, they joined forces. Cool. Like I said, Kevin Durant went to the a 73-win team that beat you, that you were up against. Uh, that's just kind of, eh, in my mind. It's a sucker move, absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, if he's having fun and he can live and he wants to play that, like, at the end of the day, it's his life. He's going to get a ring. Or he might, might not. But, you know, he's going to play entertaining basketball. It's fun to watch. I, I can't complain as a basketball fan. And, you know, it's your life. You want to have fun? You want to play on a winning team? Cool. Go ahead. Like, yeah, at the end of the day, the decision is his. And, you know, as long, like you said, as long as he can live with it, it's fine. Because, you know, fans, you know, they love you for one second. And then as soon as you mess up, they, they hate you. So you can't do anything for fans. Yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, I can, at the end of the day, like, you know, if that's what he wants to do, that's what, like, it's not that deep. Like, you know, people will be making this, like, a lot deeper than at the end of the day, it's just sports. It's not that deep, but that doesn't mean the, the move wasn't any, any less suckerish because it, it was. But back to LeBron needing a playmaker. Um, yeah, they do need a playmaker. People took it and ran with it. Todd Barkley was kind of right. LeBron was also kind of right, but LeBron's response was uh, and LeBron's, and LeBron's wild for that. Yeah, the, the <laughs> response. The response was head on, but it was just like it just wasn't needed. Like he didn't like. But I can also see LeBron. LeBron's point, like, Charles Barkley kind of takes shots at LeBron a lot. Hey, and but to Charles' credit, Charles was the main one when LeBron was in Miami choking it up against Dallas. He was the main one defending LeBron back in 2011. Yeah, well, listen, a lot of people talk junk about LeBron James from Skip Bayless to Charles Barkley to me. So, <laughs> I mean, 
he probably has a lot of pent up aggression. So, what fourteen years of NBA of people talking about you, like you know, I, I can see how that can get annoying. And everything he said about Charles Broccoli was kind of correct too. It's just that it just I was one hundred percent correct. That was the funny yeah. part. But it was just it's just like me telling you, uh, your your shoes don't match, and you telling me that. Like, I don't know my dad. And I'm, <laughs> uh, like, I, I was really adopted. Like, it, it just, like, why did you go so deep in that? Like, yeah, pretty much. If that was, if that's the truth, like, it, that response wasn't warranted. Like, <laughs> no, nah, exactly. No, nah, very, pretty much. That's, yeah, that's pretty much a good summary on it. I wanted to talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, but there's really not much for me to say. This except is like, for that you picked the Dallas Cowboys to be there, but, you know, we'll let that slide. Look, man, there's no proof of that. <laughs> but to my, I mean, to my credit though or not to my credit but the one thing I'll say on that is that I was very torn between Dallas and Green Bay and I felt like if if I the thing is I picked Dallas to beat Green Bay and that's where I messed up because if I had really thought and I thought that Green Bay I had a chance obviously but I thought Dallas was the better overall team so, my thing was, it was just a matchup thing. Like, if Dallas won and played Atlanta, I think Dallas would have beat Atlanta. But, if you had told me before the game started that Green Bay was going to win, then I would have picked Atlanta to beat Green Bay. Which, which I told you before the game started. Alright, look. Well, if a credible source told me that <laughs> Atlanta was going to beat, or that, yeah, Atlanta was going to play Dallas, then Dallas was going to beat Atlanta. For sure. I would have, I believe that 100%. And, that's, and that was my rationale. It was like, okay... If Dallas beats Green Bay, then they can beat Atlanta. But can they beat Green Bay? And they almost did. No, that's, that's interesting, though, because if you can beat Green Bay, and which they didn't, but... Uh, I mean, it's, just a, beat, it's just a matchup thing. Atlanta. It's just a matchup thing. Yeah, I just think that's the interesting thing about sports, because yeah. Green Bay got handled by Atlanta. Yeah, and, I, and, 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 and when that game happened, I had Atlanta winning the whole time. I didn't think Green Bay had a shot. Shocking. I definitely had a 12 versus 12 Super Bowl, so I'm, I'm 50% and I can live with that. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm I'm not even 100% sure if I picked the Steelers or the Patriots. I feel like I defaulted and picked the Patriots just because I wasn't sure. I think you picked the Steelers. I really I, think of course you thought I picked the Steelers. Because a lot of people picked the Steelers, and I could not understand why. I mean, I could understand why, but I mean... I mean, like I said before, if I pick I the Steelers, I mean, I think Le'Veon Bell is amazing, so I might have picked them just off the strength of Le'Veon Bell. But I feel like I, I, I can't see myself betting against this, the Patriots at home. I'm here to tell you you did. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm here to tell you you don't have any proof. <laughs> it's because you deleted the podcast. <laughs> Look, man, I didn't delete anything. That was my computer. Cowboys lost, and you just <laughs> found that delete button. Hey, look, man. I don't know what happened. My computer crashed. It's an old computer. I've had this computer for a long time. It's been through a lot. Yeah, but uh, this is pretty... Actually, this is a really boring kind of Super Bowl, I think. It is a, it is a really boring Super Bowl. So boring that I'm kind of bored talking about it right now. So I'm just kind of kind of in the, in the podcast. Really no build-up to it, which is cool because usually I think the Super Bowl kind of sometimes has too, has too much build-up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's a lot of just talking about the same stuff. Can you imagine if the Packers made it and it was just, and it was Brady versus Rodgers? It would be so hyped up right now. You know, do you, I have a, just a sidebar question. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is really one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? Uh, yeah, it's probably top ten. Okay. I feel I, like I feel like. Once you once greatest quarterback of all time is so like heavily like debated and controversial, I think the biggest thing is that you just have like as as long as you're in the conversation, then that's uh, then that's enough said. Like I don't think that you can oh, yeah, yeah, really yeah, convince but... me one hundred percent of anyone, whether it's Elway, Montana, Brady, Favre, like everyone has a case. So oh, I, I, I'm mm, I don't know if I'm giving Brett Favre that case. Every everyone has a case. Statistically, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, like yeah, Peyton Manning. I don't know if I'm giving Brett Favre. Look, I'm statistically the, the numbers don't lie for Brett Favre. You can say what okay. you want. The numbers don't lie. Okay. The numbers don't lie. So, and, and that's and obviously some people might have more convincing cases than others, but you can't sit here and tell me that Brett Favre has no case for greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. 
You're telling me you wouldn't even consider Brett Favre. Me, personally, I would not consider. I have not looked at Brett Favre's exact stats, but I would not consider Brett Favre his quarterback of all time, though. I would, he wouldn't even know. He wouldn't come to mind. Mm-hmm. Nah. I mean, I don't know. He's a Hall of Fame, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, wait. Now back. He, he's a great quarterback. He's a legend. Greatest of all time consideration? No. I, that's just me personally, though. And, and I completely cop to saying that. No, I was not watching. Like, I wasn't really paying attention to Brett Favre. So, even when he was playing, like, super, I wasn't like, oh, Brett Favre, like, let me, Brett Favre's on TV, let me go watch. Like, you know, but it just, off the top of my head, I wouldn't. Yeah. It's a lot of people. I can go through a list before I would get down to Brett Favre. Uh, just me personally. Yeah, I don't know. You got to go back and look at those numbers. I mean, I'll look. You got to go back, go back and look at those numbers. I'm going to look at those interception numbers, too. I do know that. Number. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. Yeah, you you take the good with the bad, and that's, what, and, that, and that's why I said he has a case, just because he has a lot of good things about him too. But uh, he, he may he may have one of those uh, OJ cases where all all the numbers are stacked up against him, but he somehow beats it somehow. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying Brett Favre is the greatest quarterback of all time. No, I feel what you're saying, and I'm and I'm not saying he because I'm completely caught up into the fact that I I don't know the numbers but when you say off the top of my head nah I wouldn't that's it and that's like I said that's me personally I, I wouldn't think of him off the top of my head touche fair enough um so yeah we're but, gonna uh, oh, go ahead. Last, last last comment because I'm about to wrap this up last comment last comment uh last comment um what do you get what is what's your final thought for the folks just watch this good basketball that we're watching shooting clinics and watch these Lakers I think the Lakers are on right now. We're playing the Celtics, so you know, tune in. Oh God, that was a wow. That's the last thing you want people to hear. Hear you say is watch good basketball. Listen, so man. watch the Lakers. Man. <laughs> That's the last thing you when want people to hear from you is good when, basketball when and back, Lakers in the same sense. When, when we're back on top, I'm gonna run back this podcast and I'm gonna tell people I've been here through the good and the bad. All right, the Lakers are doing a, a, a sneaky job Kobe, at, at tanking. Yeah. Kobe sneak- was guy. As game, I, I was here, and everything in between, I was there too. All right, well, I'm I'm proud of you. In the meantime, you go and watch the Spurs play some real basketball. Just keep tuning into the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at rdjr underscore underscore. Is that the professional account? No, well, I only have one account, which is the professional account. I have my I have my account, which is professional, and then I have the podcast account. Okay. Which is at Ronnie's reports. Okay. So yeah, so we just leave it at that. Um, sad to, I mean, sad to say that you have to go from doing this great podcast to watching the Lakers, uh, but I'm gonna let you go do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's peaceful. Peace. Okay. I'm just, okay. I have nothing else to say.